Welcome one, welcome all. We are a few days into quarantine here as we deal with coronavirus, COVID-19, and we are bringing you episode one of Word Vomit. Here, joined by my co-host, Tyler Noss. What's up? We are currently recording this podcast from your basement. Yes. As we are, how many days, how many days into quarantine are we? When did it start? I don't really know. It it started, well, it... It's been going on since the beginning of the year, at least in you know in China, obviously. Yeah. Um, but there have just been sort of you know steady increases in terms of the restrictions and the recommendations. Now, like President Trump is recommending that we limit gatherings to uh, under ten people. Uh, so it's really hard to keep track of all these restrictions and recommendations. But uh, we are uh, in the thick of quarantine. It's safe to say. And uh, yeah, how you holding up, Tyler? How, how how are things? Are you staying healthy and are you staying sane? Because those are the questions right now. Sane, not so much, um, especially not with the job I have. Yeah, so uh, where, where do you work? Talk to us about how that's been affected. <laughs> so I work at Wegmans, which is a grocery store. So, and I'm the guy who brings all the carts in. So I'm dealing with the public and just how crazy they are. Like, no, today wasn't too bad. Today was actually a nice break, was able to chill for a good bit of the day. Um, but otherwise it's been insanity. There are people getting way more than they need to. I mean, the public in supermarkets kind of, you know, sucks anyways. Yeah. And I can't even imagine. I, I went to Giant the other day to pick up some junk food just, you know, to wait out the zombie apocalypse here. Um, I guess the apocalypse, you know, <laughs> it's the zombie apocalypse minus the zombies. But, yeah, that was insane. Oh, yeah. It was pretty insane. I can't even imagine working there at this point. Um, but, yeah. I'm our... thankful I don't work inside because that would be <laughs> absolute insanity. <laughs> would be nuts, man. I've gone in there for a few minutes and, like, just used the restroom or help people bring their groceries out. And I'm standing there going, how are you surviving? How, how are you guys? Are, are you guys, like, uh, have you guys significantly increased your, your sanitation, like, in terms of, are, oh, like, yeah. are you guys scrubbing things down more often? Yeah. Do the I bathrooms see... smell permanently of alcohol? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't noticed in the bathrooms. Okay. Um, but I do know, like, I've throughout the day, I see people cleaning a lot more, and then they're also shutting down. They're a 24 hour store, but they actually have been closing down at night to right. restock and also sanitize the entire store. That, that's what I've heard. You know, people have to have, at this point, businesses have to have time to uh, shut some of their operations down to kind of reset because not only do they have to be able to resanitize but also restock shelves as you know mm-hmm. sh- things are flying off the shelves giant was uh getting pretty empty uh, at this point uh the governor here in pennsylvania governor wolf has uh mandated somewhat of a, a lockdown he's uh ordered the close of uh numerous non-essential businesses but the problem is he hasn't specified which those are yeah so technically all non-essential businesses i think still have the option to remain open as is the case with books a million mm-hmm. uh, one, one of my part-time jobs right now Ross, uh, where I work, Ross was open. Not sure about on the other side of Ross, um, but basically everything else uh, was closed. Target was open because they also do groceries as well. And then Chick-fil-A was open, but only drive-thru it looked like. Yeah, it's this kind of uh, time period right here where people are turning to to artists, you know. 
mm-hmm. all different types of artists. You know, we're, we're, we're reading books, we're watching movies, we're listening to music. We're trying to communicate with each other, but obviously not in person nearly as much. Um, except for the two of us. Except for the two. But we, we have, we're, we're over six feet apart, I think, or at least about six feet apart, because that's sort of the mandate right now, stay, stay six feet apart. Yeah, well, um, we're, we're, we're watching there. that movie, we were like, we were like six two to three apart. feet apart. Yeah, that's so okay. if one of us ends up sick over the next few days, we know what. Yeah, why. we'll just have to quarantine ourselves more, more vigorously, uh, I guess you would say. But it, now it's affecting it's affecting all of our lives, mm-hmm. and uh, this is kind of our incentive to bring you episode one of Word Vomit. I know we just spent five minutes talking about it, but I mean, you know, we want to take your mind off it at the same time. Um, I mean, one of the things that I was looking forward to was seeing a bunch of my friends perform in their uh, in their spring musicals this year, and uh, that's not going to be able to happen for most of them. So, we are turning elsewhere, and uh, my uh, my condolences. You know, my my heart goes out to every single one of you guys who might have been in a show right now or was in a show that was uh, unable to perform because of this this whole thing because of COVID nineteen. Um, sucks. And I'm not in a show right now, thankfully. But uh, regardless, you know, that being said, we are bringing you episode one of Word Vomit today, which we tried to record at an earlier time period, and it just didn't end up... We did, just did publish it, I guess, for whatever reason. We just talked. I think I did publish it, but it was on a website that I couldn't figure out how oh, to get okay. on, like iTunes and stuff. So this is going to be on YouTube, right? And we'll, we'll share yes. it across so platforms. So from now on, everything's going to be on YouTube. It's just easier to do it that way yeah and we want to hear your thoughts from you guys on how coronavirus is affecting your lives right now and what sorts of things you're turning to and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show Mm -hmm. as well as well as our uh, recommendations on yes that's going to come up as well what sorts of things should you guys be doing if you're looking for stuff to do but we will kick things off with something that i've been very appreciative uh of something that's been happening now right right around this time frame and that is nfl free agency because that has been gearing up and people claim there's no sports going on. <laughs> exactly. Well, and there, in fairness, there wasn't for the first few days. But yesterday, yeah, the NFL's legal tampering period started, which uh, gave teams and players the opportunities to uh, start to strike deals. And let's just say this is one of the more exciting and eventful free agent periods that I have uh, I can remember to date. And it's only been two days. Like, we're, yeah. we're wrapping up with the second day here. This is Tuesday. And how many days does this last? Well, uh, it, it'll, it, it, the start of the league season will officially kick off, kick off on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, tomorrow, I think, at about noon, I think is when it is. Um, so this period here, Monday through Wednesday, gives gives teams the uh, ability to start striking deals. Um, I mean... So nothing's confirmed until tomorrow. Well, most... I, things are confirmed now... Um, but I don't, I, I don't think the deals, I don't think there's a lot of deals that haven't been signed yet. Okay. Um, so it's, it, it's a weird technicality, but, but teams are allowed to, uh, teams have been starting to, some, to strike deals. And so we're going to talk about that here for a minute. Uh, crazy first couple of days. I first want to talk briefly about a handful of big names that have been, uh, franchise tagged. Uh, which the franchise tag, hopefully, hopefully some of you listening to uh, to this right now know what the franchise tag is. But for those who don't, um, it, it's essentially a one year uh, restriction placed on a player that a team already has uh, to uh, keep them around for the next year without having to sign them to a deal. Um, what the point of it is is it it was instituted as a way to keep some of the small markets in play for these big superstars because otherwise you'd have 
an outlandish amount of superstars wanting to go to Florida and California, you know, to the big name markets mm-hmm. or, or New York, you know. But uh, something a, a period like this, you know, or a, a franchise tag, this sort of thing that keeps players around for at least one year, gives them a chance to extend their offers and uh, you know match offers uh, that are given by bigger markets, and uh, keeps them in play for uh, for these big name superstars. Allows them to keep uh, keep the player around for the next year. Uh, so some of these players that have been uh, franchise tag, not signed, again to uh, to major deals. Some of the some of the key important ones here. My team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, franchise tagged Bud Dupree, a linebacker that uh, is going to cost them a decent amount of money since he had a really solid season last year. Tyler AJ Green from the Cincinnati Bengals, who has been hurt for a little while now, but. Uh, he was a star in his own right for a while there. He's been franchise tagged. And that was interesting because A.J. Green talked about how he wanted to get signed. He, he wanted to play somewhere. You know, he didn't want to get franchise tagged. Yeah. But it happened anyways. Huh. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. And he's old, too. He's he? starting to get – I'm not sure how old he is, actually. Let's see. Um, he, he's started to uh, – I'm trying to see his age real quick. Because he's been playing for as long as I can remember. 31. Yeah, so he's 31. Um, So – so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that, that story sort of plays out over the next few years. Derrick Henry of the Titans was franchise tagged. Um, Dak Prescott of the Cowboys was franchise tagged, and we'll get into the Cowboys in a minute. Uh, but those are some of the big names that were uh, tagged for the next, uh, the next year and will be around with their teams for at least one more year. Some of the biggest signings that happened over these past few days. I'm going to talk about the three biggest ones here real quick. Both trades and signings happened. There were a few big trades and a few big-name players that just got signed. My third most – I'm going to get my top three here real quick. Number three in terms of the top three uh, biggest moves so far, Stephon Diggs of the Minnesota Vikings, wide receiver for the Vikings, was traded to the Buffalo Bills in a trade that most people didn't see coming. I certainly didn't. Uh, Diggs was traded for uh, a first, fifth, and sixth-round pick in 2020 and – a fourth-round pick in 2021. So four draft picks total, including a first-round draft pick. Diggs goes from the Vikings to the Buffalo Bills in a blockbuster trade that I certainly did not see uh, coming. It was um, it was sort of a shock because I didn't really think the Bills were, were in play for a receiver, uh, per se, but it makes sense. Their other receiver, their best receiver at this point, aside from him, was John uh, John Brown, mm-hmm. who was, I mean, solid. But Stefan Diggs had some issues in Minnesota. He was vocal about wanting to get the ball more uh, during uh, during his time there. He is he has sort of brought a lot of drama with him to the Vikings. So I think in, in a way, the Vikings are probably happy to get rid of him. And the Bills, Josh Allen has got someone he can uh, throw to, and uh, he's a dependable receiver. So I think that uh, I think that'll work out well for them. But they had to pay a lot to get uh, to, to, to get him. And so it'll be interesting to see how the Vikings turn, uh, what the Vikings turn those draft picks into. Uh, the, because the Bills, they have a first-round pick, but it is not a very high one because they, made, a, they made, it, uh, made the playoffs this year. Number two biggest move so far uh, this free agency period, DeAndre Hopkins of the Houston Texans was traded to the Cardinals. So here's how the trade uh, went down. Hopkins was sent to the Cardinals along with a fourth-round pick in exchange for running back David Johnson and a second-round pick this year and a fourth-round pick in 2020. Now, when you look at a trade like this, it really seems like Hopkins was sent away 
for far too little. Right now, what the going, uh, what 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 sort of the narrative right now is that Bill O'Brien is an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> because he paid so much and got so little in exchange for DeAndre Hopkins. But I do want to point out that he did get a draft pick. He did get a couple of draft picks, and he did get a running back in David Johnson that during his rookie year was really a star player. And he hasn't proven to us, you know, that he can be that star player, at least over the past few years. But obviously the Texans see something in him, uh, and they really need some stability at the running back position. They've gone through Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller, Duke Johnson, guys that are like, okay, but they haven't had a really, really solid running game. So who knows? Maybe if David Johnson can turn into that star running back, uh, I mean, we'll see how that turns out. It's certainly a possibility. And the Texans do have some other receivers. They signed Randall Cobb today, uh, formerly of the Cowboys, and they still have Will Fuller, who has hurt a decent amount, but he's really good when he's on the field. And they have Kenny Stills as well. So they still have some receivers. And again, have to see how that plays plays out. But I do think the uh, Cardinals certainly got the better end of that deal. Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a fun combination to watch this year. So I'm excited for that. And my number one biggest move, obviously we just talked about this a little bit earlier. And Tyler, you can weigh on this if you want. Tampa Bay Buccaneers sign none other than Tom Brady. This was not something that I predicted. I, I actually didn't think he was going to stay with the Patriots. And then sort of as as time went on, I started to lean more and more towards uh, thinking he was going to head back to New England. So a little bit surprised by this. But uh, for the past few hours, people were sort of saying that all signs are pointing to him going to the Bucks. Wanted to stay on the East Coast for his family. Didn't want to go out to somewhere like California. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year had, in, had really did not have stability at the quarterback position. Obviously, Jameis Winston uh, threw a crap ton of touchdowns and a whole mm-hmm. bunch of yards, but also 30 interceptions. Didn't he go 30 for 30? I think it was 30 for 30. I, I'm trying to remember exactly how many uh, touchdowns I'm pretty sure it was had. like 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns. Because I remember it being the joke that ESPN had was It like, was at it was least 30. 30 for 30. Yeah. Um, and he had 30, yeah, 30 interceptions. So, you know Tom Brady's not going to throw 30, 30 interceptions. But he's also, Hopefully. He's also, well, yeah, you hope. But he's also older. That being said, this is going to be a key cog, I think, for the Buccaneers. And look for Tom Brady at the upgrade in weapons that he gets. He had nobody in New England this past year. Mm-hmm. He gets... Arguably the best wide receiver duo in the entire league. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin went nuts last year, absolutely balled out. Heck, their third receiver, Brashad Perryman, actually had a good last few games of the season. O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait as tight ends, and a couple of solid running backs as well. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think at least for the next few years, really got a solid player who's not going to be at nearly as erratic as Jameis Winston was and could potentially make them uh, competitive for a division title there, which uh, we know the Drew Brees also got re-signed. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. We're going to get to see Tom Brady versus Drew Brees twice a year. That that could be fun. That's going to be exciting. So the biggest domino, I think, to fall was Tom Brady to the Bucks. We're not exactly sure how long that's going to be. I think it's just for a couple of years, but it's going to be a $30 million per year deal. So... I'm going to go real quick here over the next uh, three teams because these are, I think, so far the three biggest movers in free agency so far, the teams that made the most noise uh, and created the the biggest splashes. Cleveland Browns have so far been having a pretty busy free agency period. They signed quarterback Case Keenum to a three-year, $18 million deal. I know what you're thinking. Baker Mayfield, and he'll still be the starter. 
But it's interesting to see if Keenum sort of lights a fire under Baker Mayfield's butt to play a little bit better. Because Baker certainly had the weapons this mm-hmm. year and didn't make the playoffs. It was sort of a disappointing year. So it'll be interesting to see how the Case Keenum trade plays out. Obviously, the Redskins are set at, at quarterback. Austin Hooper, tight end, formerly of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they, that was a big need for them at tight end. They didn't really have a consistent tight end. And offensive tackle Jack Conklin, who was a really, really solid player for the Tennessee Titans, signed a three-year, $42 million deal with the Browns. So the Browns filled a couple of important holes there. Miami Dolphins, big, big free agency period so far. Signing Eric Flowers from the Redskins to a three-year, $30 million deal. Running back Jordan Howard, Tyler, formerly of the Eagles. They signed him uh, to a deal as well. Linebacker Kyle Van Noy of the Patriots. They signed him to a four-year, $51 million deal. And cornerback Byron Jones from Dallas. And I'm not exactly sure what the details of his contract is yet, but he's going to be the highest paid cornerback in the league. That much we know for sure. Big money there. Dolphins making moves. And finally... The Dallas Cowboys put the franchise tag on Dak Prescott, and it'll be interesting to see (coughs) coronavirus flaring up. It'll be interesting to see how uh, that plays out next year, but it's clear that the Cowboys want to sign Prescott to a long-term deal. They're just giving him a franchise tag this year for now. And uh, they did try to make him a deal this year. It just didn't work out. And the reports were that the offer was larger than Goff's, Jared Goff's contract, which is $134 million. Dang. So, Dak Prescott's about to get paid at some point. The Cowboys re-signed Amari Cooper to a five-year, $100 million deal. They are set for the future at this point, assuming they can get Prescott signed. They got their core three, and uh, the Cowboys' offense was really productive this year, despite the disappointing finish to the season. Do you remember uh, Amari Cooper in Oakland at all? <laughs> Not really. No. Exactly. Yeah, Cooper's been really productive on the Cowboys, but he's had issues um, when he was on the Raiders. And the Cowboys let a lot of players go. They let tight end Jason Witten walk, <clears throat> defensive end Robert Quinn, Byron Jones walked as well. So that's going to be interesting. Tyler, that's a free agency. Ooh. <coughs> Man, I got you something good? in my throat. I guess. Tyler, that is free agency right now. And uh, I'm going to go find some water. I'm going to turn it over to you for the next part. Okay. So which topic do we want to talk on? Talk next? Because we didn't discuss that. Part. Yeah, if you want to, well, well, talk to us about that. There, there's a game coming out, isn't there? If yeah. You talk about that so for a minute. there's a game coming out this uh, Friday. It's uh, Doom Eternal. Um, the last Doom game came out in 2016. Uh, the Doom 2016 is kind of based, it's almost a reboot of the first Doom game, kind of. Um, story's kind of similar, but not the exact same. Uh, but the new one looks really good and a lot, it's been getting great reviews from people. Um, there have been some YouTubers who have gotten early access to it and played it. Um, and from what I've seen, it looks really good. And a lot of people are saying this is going to be the new wave of first-person shooters. So this is going to be kind of like setting the standard for what the next Call of Duties are going to be like, the next Halos. So, so it is like a uh, it's a first-person shooter type of game. That's yes. Doom part, has all yeah. Doom. The first Doom 
uh, back in, I believe it was 93, when it came out, it was the very first uh, first-person shooter. Might be the second one. I can't remember what came before it. But it set the standard for what first-person shooters should be, and it basically created, like, the Call of Duties and all those. So if you can basically thank Doom for all those games now. And those are those are wildly popular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And Doom's massive too, but it's not to the extent of what like Call of Duty is each year. Um, but yeah, Doom. It, the new one has a bunch more new guns, um, which is like a big deal in that game. It's also got so th- the one thing I think was the big one of the big complaints. Don't hold me on this because I could be wrong. Was that there weren't enough enemies to defeat? They basically doubled, if not tripled. That'll solve that problem. Yeah, um, and like they ha- they have a new color management for the different types of guns that need different types of ammo. So when you go into your gun wheel, you can see what types of guns you have, what kind of ammo you're going to oh, need. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I, I I think it's gonna make it much easier trying to figure out what kind of weapon you want to use instead of trying to sit there forever. Be like, okay, that one has like 200 bullets. This one has like 20. Which one do I need to use? We're all about ease and accessibility, you know, that type of thing. Especially when there's a game that is high pace and is designed to make you move and never. Yeah, yeah, the game is designed to literally, you cannot stand still. Like, if you stand still for too long, you're dead. So it's one of those, it's just constantly keeping you moving. Sweet. Looking forward to that coming out. Thanks, Tyler. Yep. Um, and at, w- w- when is this coming out? Do you know when? It comes out Friday. Friday, okay. So March 20th. It'll be something uh, good to get us through this pandemic as well, sort of yeah. distraction. That's what I'm like, do I get it this weekend or do I not? Do I like wait to see if it goes on sale kind of thing? Fair enough, yeah. And it might. Heck, Frozen 2, for example, came out way earlier than it was supposed mm-hmm. to. My thing is, do I want to drop the 60 bucks or do I want to wait till it goes on sale? You never know. How cheap are you, Tyler? I'm a cheapskate for sure. But Aren't it, we all? It, it depends on how desperate I am. That's <laughs> true. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Exactly. Now that I've relatively got my voice back, we are going to move on to our top 10 lists. Or I guess Tyler's is a little bit different. But we're giving suggestions of things to do during this quarantine period. Books, video games, movies, albums, YouTube, YouTube channels. channels, the works. And I've got a top top ten list. What's your how's yours structured, Tyler? So mine has no order. Um, so it's not like in, I did do one through ten, but it's not like you know, hey, this one is the do the most kind of thing. This one's do the least. Yeah, it's that's just, that's that's fair. That's kind of how mine is a little bit too. I guess it's one of those things where it's hard to like list something like, oh yeah, because they're all different. They but are. mine is so I try to keep it twos of each category. The music I got a little, little carried away with. So there's so it's <laughs> two. Good. Two of everything except for music. There's four of that. Okay. Got it. So. Well, I'll kick things off. Do we want to start, start number 10? We you do 10, s- I do 10. We, we can just- start at number 10. We'll go back and forth here. Okay. And I will kick things off at number 10. Number 10, something to do during this quarantine period, which will last who knows how long, is to go on back and watch the good old Holy Trinity of Toy Story movies. The Holy Trinity mm-hmm. plus one, obviously the new one that came out yeah. uh, this year. But 
this is something that'll like you know you take take a, a day to binge watch this it'll it'll, it'll take you take the entire day essentially oh, yeah. and uh based on the spacing of these things i i don't really know how many of us have sat down and sort of binge watched the, these movies all the way through you and i saw toy story 4 it was it was kind of fun yeah it, uh, it wasn't it wasn't best it wasn't toy story 3 <laughs> But, but it, it was, was still good. a good movie. It was still a good movie. It was one of those where it wasn't necessary for us, right? But it, exactly, it, it was good. It helped and it was fun. And there's uh, and it's it, it's a solid movie. Toy Story three is still my favorite. Do you have a favorite of the of the Toy Story two? Toy Story two, interesting. Okay, I love Toy Story two. As Toy well. Story two is also the one I've seen the most. Fair enough. And some of you guys maybe haven't seen Toy Story four yet. If that's the case, watch the movies through. Watch the first three and then watch the fourth one for the first time. Uh, go back and watch that fun thing, especially. Uh, or families are, as well who might be cooped up. Are they all on Disney Plus then? I don't think the fourth one is on Disney Plus yet. Okay. It might actually. You know what? You know what? I lied. I think it is. I believe then they're all on Disney Plus. Now I can check that here as you're looking on your last one. Okay. But I believe they are all on Disney Plus. Not to do a plug for Disney Plus or whatever, but I do like Disney Plus. Yeah. So that way, then if people need something to do, they can. Right. Instead of trying to go out and buy them all, they can Instead just subscribe. Of, for... Especially since who knows what you're going to be able to buy now. Um, I mean, digitally. Yeah, I heard something Still. about Amazon potentially shutting some things down. That's gonna be rough. Maybe that was just rumors. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that here. So we got yeah, Toy Story. Looks like they are all on Disney Plus. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Check out Disney Plus and binge watch Toy Story. Yeah. All right. So for my number ten, I chose. We're gonna go with music. Uh, this band is from the UK. Ooh. It's Ethnic. a wait. <laughs> Never mind. So this is a six-song EP from the band Lotus Eater. Where'd that name come from? I I don't know. That's fascinating. Uh, Lotus Eater. And their album, funny enough, is called Social Hazard. (laughs) That's perfect. I didn't pick this album because of the name. Sure. But I actually enjoy it a lot. It's... I don't know how to explain it. It's one of those ones where you just have to kind of listen to it and enjoy it if you enjoy that kind of music. Um, what, what is the genre, generally speaking? I want to say metalcore okay. with some other genres in there. It's it's like their own genre, but it's like metalcore with their own take on it. Fair enough. Which I think is how most bands should be nowadays. Fair enough. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. My number nine is also an album, and it is One by the Beatles. Not an album that they released themselves. It is a remastered conglomeration, compilation, you know, pretty much of all of their albums. And uh, it's available on pretty much every streaming service. And look, the reason I'm recommending this is because some of the the, the fun, upbeat, you know, classic songs on this, they're going to help calm you guys if anybody's panicked, if anybody's freaking out, scared about things. Dude, I just listened to Here Comes the Sun the other day. There's nothing like a little classic, you know, mm-hmm. to sort of, uh, you know, pick up your step a little bit, if you will. And, and this will take up a lot of your time as well, being able to listen through pretty much uh, the entire remastered collection of the Beatles. Again, one, it's a compilation album. And, uh, yeah, it's it's it was released in uh, 2000 when they put everything uh, together, sort of. And so I listen to it on Spotify, but on pretty much every uh, music service, it should be available. Cool. So my number nine is also another album. That came out this year. It's called uh, The World Is In Your Way by the band Dragged Under. The we are dragged under at this point. Yeah. The best way to describe this is it's a little bit of punk. It's a little bit of rock. It's a little bit of metal. It's basically a little bit of everything. 
Um, so there's at least one song in there for everyone. I I would say. Um, that's the best part. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm like this one would be one of the best ones, and uh, it's in my running for album of the year. Interesting. Now, it's when did it come out? January. Okay. So it's still early in the year. Yeah. We still have lots of albums to come out, so it might get put into honorable mention. But right now, it's in the running of album of the year. Sweet. They really are about a fourth of the way through the year, but uh, hey, solid opening of the year then. Yeah. Number, where am I at? Number eight for me uh, is something to read. And this is anticipation, an anticipation of Songbirds. Uh, well, it, it's anticipation of the new, uh, the new Suzanne, Suzanne Collins novel, uh, the new, the new Hunger, coming off of the uh, new Hunger Games novel, Songbirds and Snakes, um, off the Hunger Games trilogy. It's going to be a prequel, though. Um, Songbirds and Snakes is going to be released, I believe, May 19th. And uh, it is the, again, prequel to the Hunger Games series. So, rereading the trilogy of the Hunger Games is something that will really help. Uh, and Tyler, I know your mom absolutely loves the Hunger Games, and your sisters, I think, also love the Hunger Games as well. Oh, yeah, they do. So, this is something that will uh, you can read in anticipation for the release of the novel and uh, also take up a decent amount of your time. And uh, there's movies to watch as well. <laughs> Would you know? So, uh, so as soon as you're done reading the books, you can go watch the movies. That's exactly right. And you can judge the movies and uh, complain about how they're different from the books. And honestly, I love the movies as well. Um, but I'm currently midway through Catching Fire, back, going back to reread the trilogies, looking forward to the release of Songbirds and Snakes. Fun. So you said number eight, right? That was my number eight, I okay. believe. Yeah, if I'm, so, my homeschool math serves me correctly. <laughs> so my number eight is also another album that came out this year from Australian metalcore band oh. called Polaris. It's the new Down album. Down under, mate. Exactly. That was probably the worst it Australian was. accent you've ever heard in your life. I like ice cream, mate. <laughs> Good office yeah, reference. That That's a classic. So it's uh, their new album called Death of Me. Uh, came out February. Oh, gosh. When was it? Please don't take that literally as well. Like We don't want people to be panicking about the death of me. Yeah. <laughs> But this, is a, this is a pandemic, but you know, yeah. regardless. Um, but uh, so yeah, the new album just came out, and I actually got to see him with Wage War last year on the Pressures tour. Oh, that's cool. And let me just say, Australians go ballistics on stage, <laughs> like whether they're the heaviest band or you know the softest band, they still go absolutely insane. They they seem like yeah. That, that, There's something in the water that, down there. I think yeah, right. Awesome accents. They go absolutely berserk, and all of them are good looking. There you go. What I more mean, can you ask for? Exactly. Australians, man. So, you're number seven. My number seven is that was a, my number eight. We're on a, your sorry. Your number eight. My number seven is a YouTube channel, and this is something I've been watching a lot recently. I've been watching his the, the Frozen Two videos on on this. It's uh, film theory. Good old Matthew Patrick. Good old Matt Pat. And this is something that is really, really effective at distracting you from what's going on right now. Because not only do you get his film theories and his game theories, but then it also gives you an excuse to go back and rewatch some of these movies or, or replay some of these games. I just got done watching his Frozen 2 theory videos and his It and It Chapter 2 theory videos. Uh, some really, really solid content. Go and check him out. Uh, I'm honestly really grateful for YouTubers mm -hmm. right now. Gives us something to watch. Gives us something to take our mind off things. 
and, and there's a whole bunch of content. Something that's coming out new every single day instead of you know waiting for a show yeah. to release every week or something. And and some movies you know are are backing up their release date. Yeah. You know, so having YouTubers being able to create content is fantastic. It's my number seven. So my number seven is kind of a little bit of a joke, since there's a bunch of memes going around for oh this boy. one, at least in the male community. It's called The Cleansing by Suicide Silence. Okay. We're going back to 2006 on this one. It's an old one. Hey, <laughs> I did the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, like I've been seeing memes of it instead of being like, you know, with Corona out there, make sure you're <laughs> cleansing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, all right, we got to put that one. On. That's the only one that's kind of like a joke, but at the same time, it's a really good of listen. And it's, and it's their first album okay. that was like publicly released. I mean, they've had, they've released stuff that's older but it was like right this was their first big hit kind of so Mm. yeah interesting moving on to my number six Six. then yep my number six going back to some music here there's no substitute for some good old acapella so go and listen to some pentatonics tyler i know you love pentatonics don't you (laughs) yeah that's okay but some of you guys talent would so don't get me wrong they have sure fair enough it's just not my thing fair enough Go back and re-listen to any one of their albums. Um, honestly, I listen to Pentatonix Christmas albums like all the time, anyways. But they've also got some some classics. They uh, their Bohemian Rhapsody cover is pretty awesome. Even though there's no substitute for Queen, there never will be. I they should really never like... touch that song. Oh, okay. We're not gonna get into this debate. Regardless, <laughs> go back and listen to some of their classic covers, uh, and uh, you're gonna want to re-listen to these as well. I think so. Uh, check them out. Go listen to some Pentatonix music. All right, so. For number seven for me, we finally got out of music and we're getting to movies. Is it number seven or number six? Six. Yeah, Sorry. I thought so. Thank you for correcting All me good. on that. <laughs> uh, so number six is a movie I just watched recently called Knives Out. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. So I'm not going to spoil it for That's you. That's okay. I'm looking forward to uh, it. But came out last year in November. Really good movie. Definitely. It kind of has... um. The game Clue vibes to it, like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking the board game now. I love that game. Yeah, <laughs> that's another recommendation of something to do. <laughs> is play some Clue. Number ele- that's our number eleven. Yeah, uh, right. A runner up. But yeah, that movie it just came out on Redbox recently. It's pretty sure you can find it on the stream. I'm. It's not I, I, streaming, I did, but like on Netflix or anything yet, as far as I know. But you can buy okay. it from probably from. I, uh, I did just see it on Redbox. Uh, Tyler and I just watched Doctor Sleep tonight. The. Uh, sequel to the shining stephen mm-hmm. king's novel and i did see knives out i almost i almost got that um so yeah i'm really looking forward to knives out all right tyler's taking a long swig of some sort of beverage so i Sorry, guess it's my I'm turn it, it, that was water oh okay wanted to make sure it wasn't an alcoholic beverage or anything uh no, it was corona with lime corona of course yeah yeah so moving on to my number five then i guess I'm starting to lose track, but I think it's number five. Yes, it is number In five. anticipation for an upcoming movie, which I believe the release date has been pushed back towards closer to the summer uh, because of COVID-19, rewatch or watch for the first time if you haven't seen it, A Quiet Place, because A Quiet Place 2 is coming out. Let's see. I'm going to try to find the the updated release date. Um, I haven't heard anything about that, about the release getting changed at all. Yeah, I did. Um, it was initially supposed to be released in May. No, it was supposed to be released this week. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that's it. So the new release date is in May. Okay. Yes. Which makes sense because this week was like the quarantine. Sure, it was kind of a crazy week. So yeah, May fifteenth is the new release date. Uh, Again, directed by John Krasinski, and I mean, hey, 
we're sort of living in weird times right now. This is it's yeah. this dystopian, you know, sort of future is uh, the release has been delayed in the midst of you know what some people could say is a mini dystopia of uh, of our own here. So. Yeah. <laughs> ironically uh, appropriate. Go rewatch A Quiet Place in anticipation of the sequel. All right, so my number five is a movie most people find kind of stupid, but it's really funny at the same time. Kind of like a romantic comedy. Aw. The Notebook? No. Oh, good. Yeah, no, it's not that. You can find this on Netflix. It's called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but I've heard good things about it's, it. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Like, it's dumb. It's kind of like... It's, is uh, it like a manga anime type thing or is that a different thing it's kind of like okay i mean it's live action but it's kind of right. got like those elements and it's also got okay. like video game elements in it it's Ooh, it's basically kind of like nacho libre oh nice it, yep. it, it, it's goofy that way yeah uh chris evans is in it um oh crap what's his name the one kid from uh arrested development i can't remember okay michael sierra Michael, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Michael Sarah is, is that who is that who it is? Or is it yeah, 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 that's yeah. who it is. I can't. Oh, it starts with the C. That's why I'm like, is it Sierra, Sarah? I don't remember. Yes, it's Michael Sarah. Okay, Michael Sarah. Yeah, and then it's also got um, oh, what's her face? Parks and Rec. She plays April. Um, oh, um, <laughs> now now neither one of us can. Uh... Yeah, this is terrible. But like when I say, oh, it's uh, April. Everyone knows who it is. Yeah. Uh, Oh, this is gonna be annoying. Hold on, hold on. Now I'm super, I'm super frustrated. Uh, we're both trying to look it up as fast as we can. Um, Aubrey Plaza. I can't right. remember yeah, yeah. her name. <laughs> yes. Yep. And and there's a bunch of other like big names in it too. Sweet. My number four. Sweet, I got it right. My number four. Now, lots of my friends and some of you guys out there are going to be a little bit depressed in the coming weeks because of the closure of Broadway that every single show has been shut down for the uh, for this month and so what you can do to take your mind off of that is to listen to some show tunes and so particularly my recommendation that I've been listening to a lot lately is Dear Evan Hansen it has a lot of appropriate themes to sort of you know get your mind out of the gutter I smoke crack well that's close enough Tyler you're 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 close to it <laughs> that's literally like the only line I know from sure. and it's Dear not Evan Hansen it's not even completely right but it's, it's close so good hey, job I thought it was I smoked it's, crack it's close enough well if I if I stop smoking crack oh if yeah. I stop smoking so crack that's, that's what you're whatever it's close it's good I applaud you for that it, it, same same yes, meaning same vibe so go listen to some show tunes Dear Evan Hansen is the one I recommend but really anything uh, and I might do another podcast my uh, another episode myself on uh, some show tunes recommendations but uh, go, go listen to some Dear Evan Hansen all right so my number four, we get into YouTube now. Oh, fun. So this guy, let's see if you can guess who it is. So he's a little bit of everything. Does some comedy, uh, does some sketches, does a lot of video games, and is known as the king of Five Nights at Freddy's. Is it Markiplier? Yes. Figured. Yeah. We love, we love some Markiplier. I mean, he's one of the more like diverse. He's funny. He he's very diverse too. I think he's the deep voice of a god. He he is, essentially. Um, <laughs> but I think I mean he's got a little bit of everything for everyone. So he's the most diverse. I would say of the ones I picked for YouTube. I think so too. Probably yeah. So, I mean, if you like you know sketch comedies, he's got some of that. If you just like you know reaction videos, he's got some of that. If you like watching people play video games, he's 
got a lot of that, like a ton of that. So sweet. Uh, I think that's a great choice. Yeah, I, I like the I like the unique pick, and I like some Markiplier too. Yeah, he has a lot of stuff uh, kind of for everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, Ma- real quick, yeah, sure. What if our number ones are the exact same? <laughs> I, I highly doubt they're going to be the exact same, Tyler, because my number one you would never pick for your number one. Okay. Now maybe yours I might pick, but if ours are the same, I will slice my head off and dice it into a salad. Okay. Yeah. So un- un- unless. Unless you chose it just so it would be the same as mine. I highly doubt Yeah, that. okay, so it's probably not. My number three is a movie that is starting to get a little bit older. It was released in 2013, but is one of my favorite movies still. Um, I don't know if you can guess which one this is. I've told you before, but it's 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 a, it's a, a u- more of a unique one. Uh, you've told um, me, and I'm trying to remember. That's okay. It's The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That's right. Right, yeah, yeah. and I know I've told you that one before. Um, one of my favorite movies follows uh, Ben Stiller, who's Walter Mitty, as an employee at Life magazine, who basically he's he he's a photo he develops photos for the magazine, and he sort of inhabits this world of daydreams in which he kind of idealizes, you know, holds himself up on this pedestal of you know this idealistic guy that he wants to be, and he escapes to dreamland sort of, and uh, he wants to uh, wants to ask out one of his coworkers, but he is a uh, Stupid idiot and loser. At least that's how he feels. And uh, so he doesn't. But then he goes on this insane mission to obtain the photo that Life Magazine wants for their final cover. uh, Because Life Magazine is about to go out of business. And in doing so, he travels the world and uh, becomes more of a well-rounded guy that is uh, really creating he's, he's taken on the world and he is creating some awesome memories in the process and uh it's it's really just a really a well-made movie ben stiller's awesome the visual effects are fantastic and so i'm gonna probably go back and rewatch that one tomorrow to be honest good call good call oh thank you i get the applause <laughs> tyler what's your number three so my number three is also another youtube channel Ooh, it's why i began into sweet. a lot i something. only got one youtube channel in here you got multiple i like it i told you i had like basically two yeah, of everything it's good um so this one is a bunch of interviews does stuff with hot wings oh we just watched this one the other day it's from the channel first we feast hot ones yeah and i, and I will second this as well it I mean, if you want to watch celebrities be in pain as they eat the the hottest wings out there, <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> but also have like a fun interview. This is the channel for you. It literally there's an interview for every person. I've watched. I don't know. I've lost count of how many episodes I've watched. I can second that. I think that this is a solid channel as well. So uh, I know I my will, YouTube uh, channels. Second it. You certainly do. You certainly do. I will not lie. Number two is a book recommendation, or an author recommendation, rather. Uh, George Orwell. (laughs) I hate to be cynical, but George Orwell writes about dystopian futures. 1984, Animal Farm, some of the best books out there, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It will uh, give you enough content to continue to chew over um, in the future. It won't give you something to just read, sort of, and and turn your brain off. You're going to be thinking about this. And uh, every time I read these books, I think about new stuff and ca- catch new stuff that I hadn't noticed before uh, keeps you thinking it uh, it's um, it stirs your brain juices for lack of a better way to phrase it so <laughs> 
Animal Farm is a quick and easy read. It's a, it's a novella. It's a short read. And uh, 1984 is a little bit lengthier, but uh, read both of them. That'll take you, uh, that'll take some time. Okay. So my number two is the first TV show that I have on Ooh, here. Ooh, fun. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nice, 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 nice. So it's on Hulu right now. And season seven is currently airing Thursday nights on NBC. And it's actually on Hulu the very next day. Nice. So if you're, you know, on season six, just about to finish up, don't worry. Season seven is kind of on there. I think they're halfway through this okay. season. I don't know yet. But you can keep up with the season, watch it the day after it comes out. Or if you just want to wait till the entire season comes out, that's fine too. Brooklyn Nine Nine is a solid option. Definitely, definitely it's go rewatch it. From that. the creators of The Office, correct? It certainly is, yes. Yeah. And I'm starting to think, I'm starting to wonder if I yeah, I kinda know why you uh why you thought our top our top might be the same. But I didn't. I didn't ours I'm, are not gonna I'm be the same. Surprised. I am now and I, I will definitely second his his number one choice, most likely. Um but my number one is going to take you a lot of time and you can potentially take this uh break this up into an entire week's worth of content. Lord of the Rings. And that is rewatching and rereading, oh or maybe gosh. for the first time, the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy and Hobbit trilogy. Two of the holy trinities of both books and movies. So what's the third holy trinity? Well, the third holy trinity might be Toy Story. But you said books and movies. Yeah, so Toy Story is just movies. So there's only two Holy Trinities. Well, there, there, there's actually there's, there's only one Holy Trinity of books because The Hobbit isn't a trilogy in terms of uh, books. It's only it's only a movie trilogy. Yes. So there is only one Holy Trinity of books, and that's The Lord of the Rings. Sorry. I thought you... What about... I thought you said Hunger Games as well. Uh, man, I don't know if that's a Holy Trinity of books. It might be. Maybe. We can do a, a whole conversation on that as well. Okay. We, we, what are the Holy Trinities of books? And movies. And movies, yeah. Two separate topics. I would say maybe Lord of the Rings is the only Holy Trinity of books, at least for my money. I I, I could agree. Hunger Games is up there, but it's yeah. Lord of the Rings is is leagues above. But it. there's several um, movie series that are definitely right, Holy right, Trinity exactly. above Lord of the Rings. But seriously, you could potentially take up if you watch the extended versions of these move of these that That's gives you three six movies, right four books. And it will take you, it will pretty much last you to however long the quarantine takes. It will take four years. It essentially will. But this is the point. You're trying to find stuff to do. seven months. Close enough. The extended versions are really, really, really long. So, rewatch, reread, even re-listen to on audiobook, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Tyler, what's your number one? I think I know what it is. Do you want to take a guess? I, I don't know. I feel like I want you just to say it. Well, we're going to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yes, we are. That was my guess. <laughs> Leaving Netflix in 2021, so you better catch up on it right now. That's a really good call, and I didn't include that. For, I'm, I'm surprised. Really, I, I thought about including it, and I probably should have, to be honest. I kind of thought you would include it as well, though. That would probably, if I did include it, that would be probably in my top five, to be honest. I love the call. Tyler, why is The Hobbit? Why is The Hobbit? Why is The Office? <laughs> Same thing. Why is The Office something we should we should rewatch? I mean, it's really easy to binge. That is very true. Many classic quotes. Even yeah. though there are other shows I would prefer over it, I think it's the easiest one to binge watch yeah. and enjoy over and over again. And you can usually get through season one through the good, the last good season, which is season seven, Yeah. in about three weeks. Okay. So that should be long enough to get you through quarantine. If you want to add in the last two seasons... That could take three well, years. 
it'll give you a lot of content to work through. Tyler, we got through two top ten lists. We did. I think we deserve a round of applause. We do. Even though I'm the only one. Oh, there we go. There we go. Sorry, I'm trying to We talked about a lot today. Episode one of Word Vomit. Feels like it's been about an hour. Am I off the mark in that or? Uh, you, it's been about 50 minutes. Okay, close enough. Yeah. This was a solid, solid, solid episode one of Word Vomit. And we will be bringing you more content. I might record some podcasts on my own here at some point as I remain in quarantine. Hey, this was a fun first episode, Tyler. It was. Here's to the future of uh, Word Vomit and the future of NFL Free Agency and the future of quarantine. We hope you guys all stay safe. We hope you guys all stay isolated for the most part. And we really hope this thing blows over and this thing, uh, the government is able to deal with it effectively and uh, that, more people, that more people do not die is the mm-hmm. big thing. You know, on a serious note, we really, we really do. We're, we're praying for this thing and um, taking the necessary precautions and hoping it won't last too long. It's uh, tough times to be in, but uh, we roll with the punches. And we know God's still in control. Mm-hmm. Any f- closing parting words, Tyler? Um, if you have any other topics that you want us to cover, you can hit me up at nunyobiznos on Instagram. That's none of your business. Shush. <laughs> uh, but you can hit me up there on Instagram. Uh, just send me a message saying what topics you want want to hear from us. Caleb, what can they find you at? So you can find me at Frankensteindel on most platforms. So that's Frankenstein and then D-E-L. Cool. Yeah. And we'll get out some social media for this thing probably too. I'm I'm hoping. You're better point. at the social media thing. Yeah, I can me. try to set that up. I has just have so many different things already. <laughs> That's the hard thing. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, hit us up with some uh with some show topics. Yeah. Yeah. So Tyler. that wraps up uh episode one. That wraps up episode one. Thanks for being along for the ride, Tyler. Hopefully we get more episodes out soon. I hope so as well. Don't hold us to like once every two months. No, I mean, yeah, we are we are busy whenever we can actually go outside without being afraid of things. But uh, we well, you made the dangerous trek. To... I did. I made the dangerous trek. The all the twenty minute trek from the east shore to the west shore. Did you have to get your passport stamp? I did. That's rough. It is rough, man. I swam across the Susquehanna River. <laughs> my my car broke down. I'm gonna have to run all the way back to the bridge and jump in the river and swim. You'll yeah. definitely get corona from that. I think I might. Regardless, stay safe, guys. Thanks for joining in, and we will uh, see you guys next time on Word Vomit. Peace out. See you guys later.